Welcome back to Country and Cold Cans. As always, I'm Logan sitting here with Andy and Kyle. Make sure you go follow us on social media, on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Twitter is where we're most active, so definitely follow us there. Smash the subscribe button on Apple Podcasts. Give us five stars, a great review. And uh, make sure you go on and follow us on Spotify as well. But today is our special July 4th episode. America! Fuck yeah! Here to save the motherfucking day! Yeah. July 4th, America's birthday. 1776, brother. Cheers to America. Hey, cheers. Amen. Andy's over here. Cowbunga. Andy's over here with his, uh, he's got natty lights that have red, white, and blue and a screaming eagle on the side. Brewed in America since 1977. That, that is peak Americana. Beer, eagles. Flags. Flags. Yeah, and he's got a Bojangles koozie. That's pure Southeast America. Southeastern America, North Carolina in particular. The real America, as some would say. <laughs> Well, what about the flyover states? That's more his territory. That's Midwest That's Andy. Midwest Andy. That's Andy Midwest. is, uh, I don't know if anybody's ever heard, but Andy doesn't claim the South anymore. No, he's, he, a, um, he's a Midwest stand. He's a Midwest guy now. He's yeah. a, he stands the Midwest. You see, yes. they're also American. They got the bush light cans that look like a corn cob because it's corn country. That's American. Yeah, it's also, it's, but you're not from the Midwest. Yeah, but their food is bland. <clears throat> What's bland about beef? They don't season it. They don't season it like we do. They don't uh, put that Cajun stuff on their chicken. They don't load that pork don't down put with Cajun vinegar. Seasoning on a steak. And you we weren't that. talking about steak. You were. I was yeah, talking about the South. We were talking mid- about bojangles. Midwest you guys talking about beef, beef country. Either way, Either. man's meal. <laughs> Andy T-ball. wants his man meat. <laughs> speaking <laughs> of takes a man meat, Michael. Speaking of Andy's man meat, Andy's upset because Parker is now off the market. Yes, Andy hardest hit by the, uh, the Instagram Parker and Halle Ray Light engagement. Yes. Congratulations, he guys! Was never by the way. that pretty anyway. <laughs> Not that Parker and Hillary will ever hear this, but congrats to those guys. We're happy for them. No, they will. We'll, we'll get a shout out. And say, oh, sorry, Andy. It would have been more epic if Coetzel actually got arrested and he's walking out of jail the day Parker gets engaged. Could be no more fitting for those two. Speaking of Co, though, like I legit thought he got arrested. I thought it was. I thought it was kind of fake. The Did way he posted it, because why would he just have a picture of him getting arrested? That's true. I was like, it seems That's a fair. little suspect. Maybe I'm an idiot, but dumb, so dumb. I was, I was fifty fifty. No, well, it I, could be. It could. It was more believable because what a day or two before that, he was partying up with Snoop. No, this was the day after. Oh, the day after so Snoop. I, when okay. I saw that. I was uh, like, maybe yeah. he was taking a big baggie of weed. Man, and, maybe he. Well, he, speak, he got speak, a little. He got popped. And we, it was in Oklahoma. He got a doggy bag. You know what I mean. <laughs> We can't gloss over the fact that he was hanging out with Snoop Dogg. That's pretty dope. Yeah, cultures collide. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, no pun intended. Pun definitely intended. Yeah. But no, that was that was kind of cool. Snoop's, Snoop's just cool. He's a cool dude, man. He is, man. And he's quintessentially America. He is. He loves Speaking football. Of, loves football. America's birthday. Yes. Coetz was standing there with his, with his shirt totally unbuttoned with belly hanging out. Yeah, a <laughs> denim jacket, no undershirt. Or was it a shirt or a jacket? Like it was a denim long sleeve shirt. Whatever right? it was, yeah. totally unbuttoned, belly yeah. hanging out. And he was like, he was In wearing shirts. <laughs> 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 I mean, peak dad bod physique, though. No, yeah, like, I, I totally uh, am all for it because, you know what? If Coke can get popular and have a dad bod, you know what? He's representing. Yeah, I mean, just just helps us out. It does. Yeah. But uh, but yes, all right. So America, 
July fourth. Yeah. So July fourth episode. We love this country. It's the greatest damn country on earth. One hundred percent. Our boy Classic Rock Carter ain't here to dispute us. Oh but, no, it's uh one thousand seven hundred and seventy six percent. The greatest country on earth. This is a day that people love to get together with their friends and family, spend time around bodies of water, crush bush lights, watch some fireworks. Mm-hmm. Things that we did not do anything of, hardly. I think Kyle went to the lake. I did go to the lake, and it was um, it was tough out there. Was it? Yeah, it was. Was it busy? Yes, extremely yeah. busy. For yeah, a little right podunk there. like me on a jet ski, it was It was <laughs> Did rough. a jet ski work this time? Yes, it does. They both worked. Um, Why don't you tell the story real quick about yeah, the one time you took me So, you know, it's a ski. common theme. Most people say that a boat owner, the happiest day they have boat is the day they buy it and the day they sell it. Because most times boats are nothing but problems. But, you know, last summer, I'm like, hey, D-Berry, you're in town on the weekend. Let's go up to the lake. Let's go, you know, get down on the jet skis. So we put them in the water. And uh, I'm about there putting around in the cove. And um, D-Berry's just sitting there. I'm like, what's going on? I'm like, give us some gas, man. I was like, I'm giving it some gas. and just ain't going. Get on it. And, um, well, I I believe the prior weekend, uh, my mother or myself were on it. And... Something went up in the impeller on it, and it had one blade on an impeller left, <laughs> so it wasn't moving any water. And I was like, "Son of a bitch!" <laughs> the one time I invited him up here, you know, the jet skis broke, but we can remedy this, D Bear. Whenever you want to come, yeah, we'll have to see if it starts up this time. Well, got, it started it up last time, yeah, just yeah, see if it'll go this time. It is freshly serviced. I've, go. I've got boats all figured out. You just you don't need to own a boat. You just need to have a friend with a boat that will always invite you. But you don't need to be good enough friends with them where you have to help them fix the boat. Because Andy knows from experience that if you're too close with the friend that has the boat, you have to fix it. And it's you the have same to help as fix it. it. Yes. Yeah, you got to is... be just close enough that you can go anytime, but you don't have to help work. I had to call old Andrew out of the bullpen to help me out with the boat a couple summers ago. Yeah. I was always learned about that meme on the internet. Any job is one broken bolt away from yeah. ending up into a three day ordeal. You, you turn that bolt just a hair too much, and it's going to be a. When the big e- effing shit show. There's always a, it's a saying when the bolt go, gets real, real tight to real loose, it's an old shit moment. Yeah, yeah. there definitely was. Yeah. So. But America. Yes. Boats are quintessentially Boats American. are quintessentially American. Yes. And um, the lake is quintessentially American. It is. Uh, Minnesota. Okay. Why that, are we talking about Minnesota? It's the land of a thousand lakes. Oh. Or something like that. Oh. Okay. You got a shit ton of lakes. Oh, that's cool, I guess. Good for the Minnesotans. It's always too cold. Canada. You can't use them. Though. You know what they say about Minnesota? It's Diet Canada. Pretty much. Yeah. 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 Hey, look, trust me. They I'm, talk like Canadians. I've, I've heard there's really fun out there. It's just yeah, a, them I'm, fuckers like to drink. Well, yeah. Well, there's I've nothing else they to will, do. It's they like will hurt you. It's nothing else to do. It's fifty degrees below zero. All That's the time. my thing. Like I, I've heard it's a lot of fun up there, but I am not man enough to hang out in the cold. No, I'm not. It's either. hot as shit there. I'm the from summer. the southeast in the Sun Belt, bro. Yeah, I'm it's used to it. It's hot as fuck there in the summer. It's like the south there. They have so many lakes. It's yeah. humid as shit. And it's, mm, they have a bunch of bugs, too. Mm. My, my quintessentially American thing, it's got to be the good old guns. So American, they had to put it, they made a whole amendment for it. It's true. Second yes. amendment. Second amendment, yes. So. Guns. guns are very American. I mean, other countries my, don't understand our uh, no, our mean, love affair with the boomstick. I mean, my, one of my favorite. That's how we got this country. One of my favorite much. Fourth of July videos is the dude running around with two flags, two shotguns, and he just running off. Pow, pow, running through his backyard, two shotguns and flags. I mean, that is Americana. Yeah, sounds like it was probably Alabama. It it was definitely the southeastern <laughs> United States. 
<laughs> it was uh, yeah, it was close to home. Yeah, but probably the deep south. We're like yeah, we're, we're like that. We're like the, uh, the what is it, mid Atlantic like maybe? The, maybe yeah. that is what it's called. That was probably a Florida Bama thing. Yeah, it was more yeah. A what? A what? Florida Bama. You mean Florida Bama? That's what I said. You said Florida Bama. Oh, what the fuck's the difference? Does Florida actually Andy, touch Alabama? Andy is like on it with his cursing tonight. He is. The <laughs> label this explicit. Yes, we definitely are. <laughs> then again, we did start the show with America. Oh, fuck yeah. So yeah. we started from the get-go yeah. having to put the explicit on this episode. Yeah. I can tell you the only thing more American than a gun is a man with a mullet holding mm, that gun. They are making a rapid comeback. They really are. Andy's working on his right now. Yeah, he's kind of got, got a quite nice You one. said yeah. you want a mullet. Right, mullet, there's you, nothing more American than The only than thing a you need to do... You need to get it trimmed on the sides up here, but where the sideburns go. Hey, I'm thinking about. It. Okay, yeah, that would that would really it, set isn't that, that mullet what, off. Kentucky waterfall. Isn't that what it's called? I don't know. I call oh. it Jerdirt. Yeah, you need to do the guy from Eastbound and Down. That that get up. Oh gosh, yeah. That uh, is a phenomenal what's, what's that, mullet. What's that cat's name? I have no idea, uh, but it is a phenomenal. We talk mullet. about this guy at work all the time. If you don't cut the sides, it's not a real mullet. Nah. Danny McBride. Yes, Danny McBride. Danny McBride. There you go. Yeah. Eastbound and Down, very American. Yes, absolutely. Fantastic show. There's a lot of um, that show, I believe, was filmed in Wilmington, North Carolina. Close to home. Deep yeah. Americana. Yeah, so um, obviously the one that's half the name of this show, beer. Yes, we have three oh, of them here. Yeah, it's, and it's a, very a fr- American. And a refrigerator full. It's true. It's very it's American. What's the most American? I mean, it's not what only is, American, What is but the most American beer? Well, right now, See, it's the natty guys. light that you have sitting on the table yeah, with the red, hands, white, and blue. Hands, hands These down. colors don't run back-to-back World War champs. They, yeah, 100%. 2-0 against England. 2-0 against Germany. It's true. Beat France. Beat France. Beat the Mexicans. Pretty much we beat everyone but the Vietnamese. Did we ever beat the Spanish? Yes, we did. Made a Spanish-American war. Uh, we don't really want to talk about that. Yeah. So. This is supposed to be a... All-American show, not a... Yeah, that, that, that war didn't happen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah I, w- I would have to say the another thing that is very American is the Instagram ins- influencer beer commercials they're making. Oh, yeah. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. yeah Big fan get, of those. Yeah, there's nothing more American than uh, boobs and beer. Yeah, I, I am a huge... <laughs> We got Clay Travis on the show, everybody. <laughs> well said, Andy. I'm also a big fan of American flag bikinis. Yes. Very American. Um, I mean, you I don't can, see it. In I can a, endorse that. I mean, you don't see a Union Jack bikini. Let's let's be frank. I've never seen a Union Jack bikini. Let's be frank. I don't even know what the Union That's Jack the, is. It's the Great Britain flag. Yeah, British yeah, no, flag. Yeah. Clearly. I mean, you don't see like a French bikini flag, three stripes. Don't let Andy fool you. He likes to read. I don't read books about that. I'm just, I'm just being, I mean, uh, you don't see that. Anywhere. And he said, I only read Playboy. Hey, and my other Americana, my last one I really got, Daisy Dukes. And Daisy Duke. Yes. Yeah, and Daisy and Duke Daisy herself, Jeff. yeah. You know, so speaking of that, I actually ran across the other day on YouTube. Yes. Um, it was clips from the Dukes of Hazzard movie. You remember that? Oh, yeah. The yeah, movie the, was with Jessica Simpson. Yeah, the movie and, was yeah. awful. Yeah, it wasn't very good. TV show, I loved it growing up, but the movie was awful. But I I ran across that, and then one of the... Um, like recommended videos was Jessica Simpson's These Boots Are Made For Walking featuring mm, Willie Nelson yes. 100% definitely watch it yep. and um, I forgot how hot Jessica Simpson used to be I used to have a huge crush on her she was um, yeah she was a smoke still is but yeah I'm just talking I mean, about like but, back then though like, like mid two thousand, early yeah, to mid 2000s yeah, yeah. Arts, yeah she was yeah wasn't Owen Top Wilson tier, in that movie no it was um, who was, the, who was um, Luke or who was Bo Bo it was the yeah. blonde haired guy blonde haired guy was Bo 
Yeah, yeah, yeah the, the actor that played him. Though. Yeah, uh, he has a YouTube channel. Was it Sean William Scott? Is that his name? Mm, no, it doesn't sound right. It wasn't the guy that played Stifler, was it? Yeah, it was. It was the same guy. Okay, yeah, I think, I think from American Pie. Yeah, yeah. Speaking okay. of America, yeah, American Pie, <laughs> great movie. Uh, Adolescents in America. Let's see here. It yeah, the movie sucked. John um, Schneider. John. No, no. Andy, not in the TV show. In the movie. No, oh. John Schneider also plays. Uh, oh, ooh, I, I, speaking I, of another, oh, yeah, um, the, we're talking about the real Dukes. Fashion. We were talking yeah. about the movie. The movie, two thousand. Yeah, yeah, two thousand four. Johnny Knoxville, another guy. Yeah, I think it was, was two, Sean William Scott, right? Yeah, two thousand, two thousand four, two thousand six era. I believe it was. When I that think movie it was like around six. Google Bo Duke. John yeah, but John Schneider, Schneider is the father of probably the most American icon, Superman, in Smallville. Really? He is. Interesting. You ever watched Smallville? No. Phenomenal TV show from the early two thousands. Yeah. No, I think that uh, another thing that I find quintessentially American is uh, baseball. Yes. Yeah. We we did college we, football. College football. Football in general. Football in general. But yeah. I, I'm a southerner, so I'm bit yeah, very yeah. College football is, is college football. Is, yeah, it's college enormous. football tailgates, bro. Like hundred percent. Yeah. Uh, and look, we can't forget one thing. What is that? Country music. Oh yeah, hundred percent. Like does Canada has a good country scene? Australia has a decent country scene, but it's still very American. Yeah, it is, uh, and we make the best. No, we definitely do. Yeah, we make the best. I can tell you what else is American too is the Office because the Brits tried to do it and nobody gives a shit about. Oh, it. Oh, did it first. Yeah, but nobody gives a shit. Yeah, but about we took their version. we took their idea yeah, and the made Brit- it infinitely See, better. It's this classic thing. This is this is probably American as well. We let someone else get something going and then we just take it from. We them. take it and then we. Innovate and make it better. Yes. Yeah. For example, the standard um, measuring system, yeah. infinitely better than the metric system. Metric system is trash, bro. Yeah, we, we we're the only. I believe we're the only country that doesn't use the metric system. I think we are. And yeah, we're, we're just we're, we're just a big ones. middle finger to the rest That's of the world. That's why, like, I hate when I look up something and it gives me a kilometers. I'm like, what the hell is a kilometer? Um, yeah, I don't. I can't. Totally this is another thing that's quintessentially American: being very stubborn about not wanting to care about what the other world is doing. Yeah. I'm not the rest jump, of the world. I would say I have to jump off board on that. One. The metric system's far easier. It doesn't have fucking fractions. Yeah, hey, I didn't know you were a communist. Yeah, you are a communist. Fractions are hard. I, I, I do believe the majority of Americans, unlike other countries, don't give a damn what other countries say about the United States. Because we're the you, best. Yeah, you hating from outside the club. Us, you can't even get in. Most of the other countries hate us, anyways. They're like, oh, They're you, jealous. you Americans with your guns and your yes. baseball. It is. That was my poor attempt at a French accent. It's jealousy, is what it is. Yeah, it is pure and simple jealousy. All right, so who are some uh, some people, American icons? Andy, Ronald Reagan. Okay, Ronald, solid, solid right. Bush Reagan eighty four. And just in the entrance, uh, interest of uh, not showing biases, FDR is a very wartime president. Wartime president yes. did a phenomenal job uh, during the for during, the war. Yes, for the war. It's his yeah. domestic policy, I'm not a big fan of, but right, but he was a strong face and. Yeah. Probably couldn't get away with a lot of stuff he did, aka being in a wheelchair. Yeah. There's no way that ever happens. It's it's a sad indictment of uh, people now. It is, yes, it is. But Bill Clinton's pretty American. <laughs> <laughs> he loves Big Macs and women. <laughs> <laughs> Old Bubba. Old Bubba. <laughs> yeah, Bill Clinton is American. He Bill, is. Bill Clinton is pretty indicative of America. Yeah, he's. I wouldn't want to hang out with Bill Clinton because he, he he hangs out with questionable people, but yeah, but cool dude nonetheless. Yeah, yeah. Not naming any names, but... I mean, I gotta throw out Elvis Presley. Oh, easily, yeah. The king of rock and roll. Yep. Which was essentially the basis of all post-war music. Yeah. I mean... Very true. Like, I mean... Look how much a, a, 
you know, how much how many different genres evolved out of rock and roll. Yeah. Very but true. the only one that's not is jazz, which jazz was the predecessor to rock and roll, I would argue. Maybe. I'm not a music I'm not I'm not big into jazz music or Yeah, I'm not really that into So jazz. I don't know. That could be completely wrong. But if it is cyberbully Andy, don't don't, yeah. don't bully me. That is at Bikini Inspector sixty nine. <laughs> <laughs> No, like, so, uh, one person I'd like to throw out there, the Hulkster. Oh, Hulk yeah. Hulk Hogan. Yeah. Hulkamania was running wild in the 80s, bro. Red, white, and blue. Say your pride, uh, prayers. Eat your vitamins. Yeah, I'm, that's a good one. When Stone he kicked, Cold to follow that one. Huh? And when he kicked, yeah. I mean, but which one's more American? I would say that... The Hulk, man. He had the freaking Hulk, Hulk American Hogan flag probably was a little bit more America, where Stone Cold was a little bit more south in Texas. But what I would say that especially, people, but Texas. wouldn't Hulk Hogan just be more of a flag carrying, waving the flag American? And Stone Cold's living it, riding around on his four wheeler, smashing his beers. Well, he doesn't a, give he's a shit what of a you say. Redneck America. What? Redneck America. Yeah, I mean, jean, what? Jean, <laughs> jean shorts. Yeah, yeah. No, I definitely agree with that's Stone America. Cold. Stone Cold, one hundred percent. I'm gonna steal Andy's from before the show. Dale Earnhardt. Dale Earnhardt. The King. Race, race Hell, Praise Dale. Dale. Yeah. Yeah. I got Hell no, I don't watch racing no more. Ain't the same since we lost Senior. I watch it today. Well, yeah. that's your problem. NASCAR, that's very American. It is. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's 100% <laughs> it's American. very American. 100% American. Another example of how yeah. we just took a European idea and perfected it. Yeah. What the hell? I mean, look, we don't need to do all these turns. Let's just yeah. go as fast as we possibly can in an oval. Stock car racing. That's totally American. Yeah, yeah, started from the moonshine business, yeah. which is another American thing. Moonshine. Very much so. Yes. Make an illegal shine from the government. Yeah. yeah. Fuck the feds. Yeah, fuck the feds. <laughs> Andy's on one tonight. We didn't mean that if the NFC is listening. Yeah, true. But who else? Andy, I think it's back to you. A few more American icons before we move into the uh, next segment. Willie Nelson. Hmm. Very good choice. Very good choice. It's hard to beat the guy that... Smokes a lot of weed and doesn't pay his taxes. <laughs> There's nothing more American than hating taxes. It's true. Taxes We're, are the worst. We've literally fought a war over it. Yeah, because the government steals our money. Taxation is theft. Yeah. Do you bear? Waylon Jennings. Mm. I'm, I'm just going to cap off this little trio. Johnny Cash. 100%. And yep. we have to have a another mention for Merle Haggard. Oh, yeah. The hag. I mean... Mm-hmm. Can't oh. can't leave him. There's too many to name. Yeah, we're, this is gonna go forever. Yeah. You can't leave out. Right. Speaking of American, can't I, leave I, out I, Alan Jackson. Yeah, sure shit. Way right. down yonder on a Chattahoochee. So I have two more. Clint Eastwood. Oh, yes. 100%. Yeah. Huge in the '60s, '70s Western movies. My mother was conceived at one at the. She was yes. really yes. I. Uh, Do you think your mom's gonna like you telling that story on here? She doesn't care. I mean, okay. my, 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 my grandma was a. High school senior okay. pregnancy. There's no, no secret. You can just do math. She was 17 when my mom was born. Uh, yeah, it, what, it wasn't Dirty Harry. I can't remember the exact movie. She knows the movie, but it was at a Clint Eastwood movie at the drive in in Gaston, North really? Carolina. Yes. Really? It was. So, Clint Eastwood. Without him, I wouldn't be here. Well, I think we uh, need to name the number one thing that's the most American. What is that? Freedom. Hell yeah. Cost a buck oh five. It ain't free. It ain't free. It's and, you know. Shout out to all those men and women that died in the cause of it. That's right. Hell yeah, brother. All right, so jumping into our next segment. All right, Uh, Kyle, want to take it away? Yeah, so uh, this uh, came through my Spotify uh, 
recommended. Um, as we all know, and I have said on the past pod, I am a stained, the band, uh, or Aaron Lewis defender. And I know there's some irony there to people I'm say. A stained fan. Yeah, well, I know there's some irony. People are like, oh, you listen to Aaron Lewis unironically. Yeah, well, I am a huge stained fan. Uh, but he had he just dropped a uh, song uh, in honor of July 4th. Well, I'm assuming that because, you know, just drop it the day before with a politically charged song like that for no reason. Um, or with an American flag album, you know, artwork. Um, and I'd like to uh, get your guys' thoughts on it. Uh, if you want, D-Bear, I'll just go ahead and give mine. Yeah, sure. Okay. So um, I think the song is uh, it's good. Uh, I think he... He lays it all out there to uh, what he thinks of certain things going on. Um, and if we're just going to be completely down the middle here, uh, people, if you disagree with it, you shouldn't get mad because if BJ can sing the Better South, is it Better South? Yeah. Better South on the latest American Aquarium album or you know whoever else can make their songs about. I think a better example would probably, probably be um – Andy, what's the guy's name? Will Hogue. Oh, His God. entire record he did where he just bashed anybody with a right-leaning perspective. Right. Because so. BJ's song was a little bit politically charged, but it wasn't so much directly political. It just yeah. was politically charged, but it yeah. was more about, like, dealing with, like, more social issues. Right. Whereas, like, Will Hogue literally has a song called Nikki's a Republican now. Um, like, god-awful album. Like, regardless of whether or not you agree with what he's saying, it's a god-awful album. Yeah. But yeah, it's probably a better better analogy. Okay, fair enough. Um, but, you know, if they're if you're entitled to make that sound, it's a free country, as we elaborated in this pod. Um, he has a right to uh, voice what he thinks is going wrong uh, in the current political environment. Um, there's a couple songs, a couple of lyri- lyrics or verses in the song that I uh, tend to agree with. Um, some that are kind of cringe to me, but... Overall, I'd, I'd I'd give it a good. It's a good song for me. Yeah, I didn't hate the song. No, I don't. I, no. I enjoy the song. Like I, there are some things in it that I agree, some that I don't. But like the in general, I'm kind of like under totally understand what he's where he's coming from because I, I will say I laughed out loud at the line. Am I the only one screaming what the fuck at my TV? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I did too. <clears throat> I mean, regardless of your political leanings. There's We've been, all been there. Yeah, there's enough in the past year to make both sides 100%. scream at the TV. Yeah, but my whole take on it is, if you have a problem with him putting out this song, but yet you defend, you know, Jason Isbell or even BJ or Will Hogue or whatever, <laughs> excuse me, independent artist, which has a obviously left-leaning pers- perspective, if you cheer them on and you get mad at people for telling artists to shut up and sing, but yet you're telling this guy to shut up and sing, you're a clown. The reality is, even if you disagree with it, you can uh, just not listen to it or skip the song or just not listen to that artist. But the reality is, he can voice his perspective if the people on the left can voice their perspective. That's the way I look at it. I disagree with a lot of these artists on a lot of different things. I don't want to agree with any of them 100%, but I still listen to the music and the songs that I like. Like, Mm -hmm. the whole shut up and sing crowd on both sides of the aisle, because they definitely exist. It's not just people on the right. Anybody that thinks it's only conservatives, like, you're, you're wrong. But if he has the right to voice his opinion as an artist, for even if you disagree with it. Well said. I'd say too, because generally I stick to be a show up and sing type, because I generally just don't like political songs. Period. I don't either. And I, I, I personally don't like them. The only reason I am almost somewhat more okay with this because you agree the, with it. It's, <laughs> <laughs> no, it's because it, nobody 
from like the right ever is a, makes a song because they always get just the all the shut up and sing people they're, they're anti shut up and sing people all jump on the shut up and sing wagon it's like a fuck yeah. you to those well, people it, it's well, really it's really a, which I think you're saying it, what I think you're saying is depending on what the song saying depends on what the the masses on Twitter want to tell these yeah. people well, if, been, if they agree with it they they applaud it if they don't like it. They start telling them, "You shouldn't be saying this. You're an idiot." Blah 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 blah. You don't have to. You're, I don't want to be told and pre- preached to about what to think. And look, I generally agree with Andy. Like this is kind of a good mini topic within this. I think every. I've said this. I've been very clear from the beginning on my stance on this. I think that every artist, as an artist, has the right to say whatever they want to say in a song like that. If they want to get political, they can get political. Mm-hmm. Personally, I don't care if it's somebody that's screaming about income inequality and you know what other what every other leftist issue of the day or whether it's somebody screaming about eagle on the hood screaming free is a free bird america's uh rah rah and it's it's a right-leaning song whatever their issue of the day is i don't fucking care is generally my thing i don't like i don't look to the people that are artists to be my political compass and my ideological compass i literally take john rich and jason isbel's political opinions and take it with a grain of salt as if they were the drunk guy at the end of the bar because well, yeah. I really don't think that any of them actually are that. Um, I, I don't think it's their area of expertise. No, I'm not no. going to tell them how to write a song or to play guitar. But at the same time, I'm not going to sit there and put them on the on the level of a uh, Noam Chomsky or a Thomas Sowell when it comes to ideological, um, you know, beliefs and them trying to articulate that. I think so. I, I generally. I just don't fucking care whether you're singing a leftist or a right wing song. I don't fucking care. And, and Andy, back to what you said. I don't think we've heard songs similar to this since probably the post nine eleven. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know. I can't even. So someone I said, yeah, it's, you, you it's haven't heard songs from this perspective. Yeah, I mean, I was, you had a lot post nine eleven. You know, you had yeah, the Toby yeah. Keith. You know, putting it a was the era of the, the flag waving, yeah. patriotic, chest thumping songs. Yeah, and. Whereas the opposite now, yeah, it's, it's the 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 least brave thing you can do, and I don't give a damn who I offend with this. The <laughs> least brave thing you can do is sing a left wing song in music now, because from Rolling Stone on down to Pitchfork on down to almost any other blue check mark on Twitter, they're going to tout it and look say this. They're speaking out and speaking truth to power, and so brave. This is so brave. It's not though. No, like the not. majority of the people, it's an echo chamber, man. It's just like the same, the same clowns that listen to Sean Hannity all the time, and I, like he's speaking truth to power. It's not like no. reality is. You're not brave on like you're just not like. But you have the right to speak your mind, and I support that. I just may not listen to that particular song. I'm not going to ever cancel an artist. No. Like if I like the music, I like the music, man. I'm going to consume the art. I just may not always listen to that song. Yeah, I mean, well said, and uh, but there are some some good you know good lyrics. I like the lyric that where he was like, you know, when I still the one that gives a damn about his kids. Yeah, and yeah. I'm yeah. sure there are thousands of parents that are looking at the current climate, like worried worried yeah. about you know what kind of world their kids are going to grow. And up that's in. a universal theme because I guarantee yeah. you that a lot of the people that think that America saved and the adults are back in charge, as I've seen on Twitter many times, they were the same people that would have resonated with that line from a different artist. Four years ago. For not even that, just what, two six years months ago. ago. Yeah. Whenever the Orange Man was back in office, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> when Forty Five was there, they definitely would have been yeah. a little bit more, uh, I guess, 
saying that yes, this is true. I'm so worried about the future. Now it's yeah. just flip flopped. It, it's yeah. cyclical, man. It it's is. cyclical. 100%. It happens every time. Yeah, and then you know, I did laugh at the end when he was like, uh, "Get sick when I hear Bruce Springsteen." <laughs> it's a straight shot at just political events. Yeah, because they, anytime you you turn on the news and there's Joe Blow political. Uh, rally or whatever. Yeah. They're always playing a Bruce Springsteen yeah. song at the end of it. Uh, and a lot of times the people that are playing it are people that Bruce Springsteen would not agree with. It's, <laughs> yeah, a, it's the funniest thing since July 4th is when I hear someone play <laughs> Born in the USA on their boat at the lake and they don't yeah. hear anything but the hook of the song and I'm like, dog, I don't think that means what you think it means. <laughs> yeah. So I, I, I enjoyed Classic that music listener. Yeah. I enjoyed that little shot. Yeah, I enjoyed the little shot at the end. But Yeah. No, like, I, I agree with you, man. Like, there are parts of it that I, I like, parts of it I, I think are a little cringy. Um, but at, at the end of the day, you know, like, this isn't going to be a major chart topper. You and I were no, talking about this last night in private. It's not going to be a major chart topper. A chart topper. It's not going to be something to move the needle. Um, it, it, look, I'm not sorry to offend the artists out there, but your music, when it comes to political stuff, doesn't move the needle in one way or the other. It just no. creates an echo chamber of people that already agree with you, and then it pushes people that disagree with you even further. If you want to put it out, by all means, man, like I will always support you in that. But you're yeah, not I moving. might not support you, but you can do it. <laughs> well, I, I support your right to do it. Yeah, I'm but not the, gonna be against you, but I'm not pro. Yeah, yeah, but but the reality is you're not moving the needle. You're right. not making uh anybody change their minds and rethink uh, some of their deeply held convictions on, on whatever policy that you're advocating. The reality is you're an artist, you make good art, but you're not being some political you know, <laughs> no. This um, is a hand wringing song to people that already agree yes, with everything. It, it's it a, yeah, it's one hundred percent what it is. Yeah, I mean, it's just a rally around the frag, yeah, flag. Which is moment. fine. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I, I actually don't mind a a little bit of flag waving music here and there because I think that no, it's a perfect time to drop it. I mean, sometimes you, we need a little bit of rah rah. Yeah, of course you do. I mean, I mean, I mean look, let's <laughs> be one hundred percent honest. There's uh, the reason he dropped it is because it's July fourth. No, it's one hundred percent. If this song drops in. August 12th. Yeah, nobody's going to care. Yeah. What? Yeah. I mean, it, it, there was a reason this was dropped. I mean. Yeah. But no, I don't I don't personally like have an issue with him releasing it. No. I mean, no. And I am an Aaron Lewis defender, so I just wanted to get you guys' thoughts on it. Yeah, I, d- I did find the Springsteen line very funny. It was hilarious. Just because I know a lot of people that are like that. Like, I personally am still going to listen to Springsteen, even if I disagree with him on some things, because yeah. it's the boss, and he's a bad, one of the best American songwriters, yeah. one of the best American art, rock artists. Mm-hmm. But, like, I, I do know a lot of people that are gonna like, you know what, I'm not listening to Springsteen anymore. I'm like, did you ever think he didn't, uh, that he ever was conservative? I was like, he never was. Oh, no. I mean, and look, there's always, as we've said on this podcast, sometimes just separate the art from the artist. Exactly. You don't have to... No you, one, no one agrees with anyone with someone on everything. If you, you do, well, you supporting you're a bootlicker. You supporting someone's art and listening and consuming it does not mean that you're fully one whole one hundred percent wholeheartedly endorsing every aspect of their life, every word they've ever said, every deed mm-hmm. they've ever done, or anything they've ever put out. It's just if you like it, consume it. If you don't, you don't. You're not endorsing every single thing they've ever done. Anybody mm-hmm. that tries to put that out there, you're being a clown and you're being a virtue signaler on Twitter. And I really get kind of heated over this because I get pissed about it because mm-hmm. I get tired of everybody trying to be like look at me I, I want attention on social media no one fucking cares but yeah I'll get off my soapbox now yeah, off the soapbox that is one American koozie yeah it is there's my dog with an American flag right back Eli with an American flag that's awesome that's yeah. American it is that was a he is peak Americana golden yeah. retriever you know 
If this brings the mood back down. You got me a little heated with that. <laughs> I just get I get tired of people on right wing Twitter and left wing Twitter with their music. Oh, Twitter's an awful place to be. It, Twitter is a cesspool. It is a cesspool. But I can't. I'm, it's like a car wreck, man. I can't leave it alone. No, you can't it help but to look. Part no. of Twitter, you go to. It's all a cesspool. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of all because all it takes is one all you have to do is look in the comments. Yeah, I mean, all it takes is one person to hijack a a. I mean, listen. I mean, all it takes is one person to. Hashtag World Series, and now, yeah. now the World Series commentary has just yeah. went down a dark hole. Hot chicks, nobody's getting into all that. <laughs> well, trust me, if you go far enough in the comments, somebody is because I, trust me, it, yeah. it didn't matter if it said Atlanta Braves win one to nothing over the LA Dodgers. It's always that one guy. Yeah, basically, Twitter's accessible. Um, people, July Fourth, it's the holiday. Everybody just needs to know to uh, take a break from social media. Sometimes mm-hmm. it isn't real life, but well said. Yeah. All right. Moving into the next topic. All right. So, uh, Riley Green, somebody who we actually are a fan of in the mainstream. Duckman. Yeah. It was no Riley Duckman. I is think he ever going to change that? No, probably not at this point. That's like a like 13 year old thing. <laughs> well, do you I think guess he, like, Riley's never coming on our show do you now. Think he, <laughs> do you think he regretted that and then just steered into the curve of it? In or s- steered or, uh, steer into the skid, you mean? Yeah, that makes more sense. <laughs> <laughs> Either way, yeah, yeah. What he said. Either Steer way, into the skid. Riley Green. <laughs> uh, so yeah, Riley Green released some new music here. Um, seven songs called an album. It, Andy and I have a slightly different, but generally the same opinion on this. Andy, I, I know that you say. What do I say? That you were like, that's not an album. Yeah, seven songs. Oh yeah, album. it's not an album. Yeah, like I, I told didn't catch you on. I thought you said you're talking about Riley Green in general. Like, what do I say about in general? About <laughs> no, no so, but yes. It's the same as I said about Just More Seven Songs. It's not an album. It's a glorified EP. I can agree with that. I, I do think that, like, a little context, though, old school records, back when vinyl, a lot of it was not uncommon for them to have, like, nine songs. But to speak but, of my generation, if you bought a CD, it's ten songs. Ten to twelve, yeah. Ten yeah. to twelve is, I think twelve is a sweet spot. And ten to twelve. I, I don't hate nine. I prefer ten. Yeah, I do, too. It just looks better. And a lot of times at 12, you start throwing... At times they throw in the acoustic version and the live version of the extra two songs. Ten songs, is that's a good album. Yeah. But anyways, Riley Green released a new record and... Mm -hmm. uh, Or glorified EP. (laughs) (laughs) And um, so most of the songs... There's only one that had a studio version done before. This song seems like it it makes has made a couple of projects now, but if it wasn't for Truck's third track on the record... Is, Making more than a couple of projects is classic Riley Green. Yeah. He did do that with, um... Was it, uh... That's my... No, that was the... It was... Did it with, um... The first song about Dixie he wrote. Can't think of the name of it right now. But anyways... Um, if it wasn't for Truck's made it on a, a previous EP that he released during, like, the quarantine time back in 2020... And, um, you know, we've, we've talked about that so uh, ad nauseum, but in general, it's not a bad song. It's just another truck song. Um, it's it's pleasing to listen to, but, I mean, we're not going to spend a lot of time on this one because, we you know, we've already heard it. We've already talked about what it. What I can say is that I had this thought today when I was listening to it. I was like, while I'm working on my truck, my family has made all their money for generations off of trucks. I've never drove anything in my life but a truck. But, damn, that guy loves trucks too much. <laughs> well, he said if it wasn't for trucks. I mean, if anybody should love a truck, it should be me. And I don't love trucks that you, much. You live in a truck. Yeah, I know. I am. I'm a truck. I'm a truck man. True. And I don't love trucks that much. <laughs> but either way, if it wasn't for trucks. Made it on the previous EP. Back on this one again. Solid. To, I mean, okay, to solid song. Um, not not reinventing the wheel songwriting, but 
I mean, that's generally been the knock from independent fans on Riley, though, is he, his songs are not bad. I think they're pretty good, but it, it tends to rely on list-style songwriting a lot. It has a lot of buzzwords. I mean, he is a mainstream artist, after all. But, like, it, it's not diving into the deep end of the pool is a lot of times. He's 100% mainstream. He's yeah. on Big Machine Records. Oh, I don't listen. To, I don't keep up with all that part. No. <clears throat> I, I wasn't sure if he was still in the underground world or not. No. No, he's, he's, yeah, he's mainstream. He's I was radio. wondering if he's like the yeah. more popular underground guy. Yeah, you're mainstream if you're on the highway. Yeah, well, he's, he's, on, on, he's on FM radio now. Oh, yeah, I, I didn't know that. He's had one or two number one hits. Yeah, I, don't, I don't ever listen to FM radio. But yeah, like, so uh, diving into um, this project called Behind the Bar. It's um I I would say like my my kind of like summary on it is it's very it's outside of one song it's very like country I would say it's kind of like um, late nineties early two thousands to mid two thousands kind of style country but it, it's undeniably country there's there's no getting around that yeah I wouldn't classify anything really on this as being uh, decidedly pop country but um I think it's a very pleasing record to listen to um I think that I I love this it's good driving music. It's good. It's good music. You play at a tailgate. Um, you play it in the background. And it's fine. It's good lake yeah. music. It's good that, lake music. Like yeah, today, I, agree well, with that. I had this album on when I was like working, and like it, it was very good in the background. And then the other thing that it, like it brought up to me is like, especially for Riley Green, because I think the song came on. Then after that, it was a Morgan Wallen song, and then a Kojo song. Yeah, and I was like, this is what radio should sound like to me. And that, that is kind of what radio sounds like at times, just it, not it in does? succession. Yeah, all three, all three of those guys are on the radio. Really? Yeah. Maybe I should listen to the radio again. Well, the, you're not going to hear them back to back to back. Though. But I'm saying it's like, just in general. Morgan, Morgan's sound. a little poppier than the other two. It was a, it was a song that fit in very. It was me and my sure. kind from Kojo. Yeah. yeah. And it's like all of that. It really met like that whole album and then those two songs. If he was the one singing it, it would fit in. Yeah. Almost entirely perfectly no. with it. No, like those all three of those guys are on the radio to, at some level. Like I think Kojo is not. Uh, getting the, the same level of hits as obviously Morgan Wallen, but uh, Riley Green has been a little hit or miss with his single releases on how far he gets up the charts. But like I said, sonically this record, I, I like the way it sounds. It's very it's very easy to listen to. It's good for a lot of settings that you could be in, hanging out with your friends. Um, I, I think that in general the songwriting is decent. It's I mean it's pretty good. It, it's not Evan Felker. It's but but we're not expecting it to be. But it's like I, I do think that it's it's good. It's it like they say on Saving Country Music, you should compare it to that of his peers in the mainstream. And I think he is better than most of the guys in the mainstream. But like what gets me sometimes with especially with Riley Green and I've said this I can't remember who else I've had this thought about too, but it's like in the song it was it was in if it wasn't for trucks, you know, where he talks about like where his grandpa dies and all these things. It's like I know his ideas behind what he wants to talk about in a song yeah. is good, but like he doesn't really execute them that well because he's done songs like was North on 31? North on 21. I, I get believe. the road yeah. number wrong. Yeah. But like that song is really good to yeah. me. But it's like I know he can write this song, but then he kind of and then he hints at it in the like in this. Well, EP. What, you, what you're basically saying is like he has a good idea and then he kind of scratches the surface on it. And it's not that it's bad because yeah. it's not. It's a good it's song. Like he scratched, but but he scratches the surface and doesn't explore yeah. it any further than he could. But he has <laughs> before, so that means you know he can. Sure. And then he doesn't. And it's always kind of like a, a weird situation, I guess, no. in, in the writing aspect. Right. Um, I, 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 I tend to agree with you, Andy. Um, I'm not going to lie. I told D. Barry when I first listened to this, I was like, Oh, four of these songs, a couple of these songs were on the EP, weren't they? I heard these before, and I was wrong, but I went back and looked. Uh, 
a lot of his songs kind of sound the same. Yeah. And there was really only two two songs on this record that I can that really left an impression. It's not there were other ones. The rest, you know, the other five are good to find. They're they're good songs. I mean, they 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 sound good. They have a you know, um, but a lot of them are just kind of generic to me. Um, and that tends to be a criticism he gets from people in the independent a lot. Yeah, I mean, which I, which I think is is kind of fair. Like, like I'm gonna just be upfront. I, I like Riley Graham. Oh, I, I, yeah, he has a yeah. great sound. He has a great I, voice. I listen to his music like driving in the car, yeah. um, a decent amount. I wouldn't say mm. it's all the time on the car, no, but it's not I, all I do time. listen to it a decent amount. Um, it, when I'm hanging out with friends, it's it's good music to play because they they generally like Riley Green a lot. I like mm. his music, but I do agree with both of what you said. Like sometimes he suffers from a little bit of sameness with the sonic. Right. Aspect of it, and a lot of this kind of sounded just the same to me. Yeah, yeah, like same. So I could. Yeah. It's I one could. of those you think you've heard it before, even though you had. Right. Right. And I thought I'd yeah. heard half of the songs on this glorified EP, as Andy says, before <laughs> yeah. I'd you know just listen to them. I was like, I, but you know, like I said, there's two. Um, I let a good damn woman. I let a damn good woman leave was probably a good one that I enjoyed. Yeah, I like that. And one. then this is my Dixie were the two that I can actually remember. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and. The criticism that a lot like, like uh, that you have levied is that a lot of his songs he doesn't fully execute the message of what he's trying to say. That's my Dixie's a, a very well executed song. Yeah, I agree. Um, I, think I think he so. gets to what he's trying to say. I guess let's dive into that one first because this is one that I I, I agree with you that I think that it's the, well, one of the standout tracks on this project, yes. and I think the reason for that is it offers a different perspective on some of the social unrest. Mm-hmm. Within, especially specifically, he's talking about the South, right? Yeah, 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 the South. yeah. And um, it, it's kind of a different approach to what I think that BJ was kind of getting at with a better South. Like, whereas BJ was, it's a rebuke. I would, I don't BJ's, call it a rebuke to it. Well, I, I don't know specifically if it's, it's directly opposite because I think with BJ's project, BJ's song was better written. I think, yeah, yeah, yeah. but he's a better songwriter. A better songwriter. Yeah. But BJ's song was like he's hopeful that it can be um, what his version of what he says it can be better. But at the same time, his was kind of a heavy indictment of whether he meant this or not. The way it comes across to a lot of people was it was a heavy indictment that the entire South is like racist. It was a fuck you to yeah. the South. That's yeah, what it was. Uh, I guess to me it was. I mean, and, and to me with that song was to me what it what it came off as is. It, it sounds like pro- someone that grew up here and hasn't been here in 15 years. <laughs> Even though BJ is about his country as cornbread. Yeah, I know that, but yeah, that's what it sounds like. Uh, yeah, but that's, to me that sounds like... But what, no, I, I think that the, the key difference between the two is uh, whether or not... I don't think this was intended by BJ, but his was a... Um, it came across being a lot more preachy. It was preachy. Yeah, yeah. whereas Riley Green's... Um, it, from the opening line of this song where he's talking about how there are people who don't like... Who, they, they judge someone, they don't like someone because of the color of their skin... And he's like, well, that's not my Dixie. He he's kind of like taking that aspect of, it, and he's not denying it and put, putting his head in the sand, saying there's never been any issues and problems no. with the South, right? No. But at the same time, he's saying that this isn't how I grew up. This mm-hmm. isn't how the people I grew up with acted or, mm-hmm. or spoke. And the reality is, it's not indicative of the South as a whole because there's this caricature of the South that it's the most racist place yeah. in the world. When I, I, I grew up here, is. no, I, yeah, I argue the Northeast is a lot more Boston, Boston in particular. Yeah, yeah. But my thing is with this song, I, I, the way I, the reason I, th- I like it and I think it's well done is because it's kind of a 
it, it acknowledges that there has been and there still is in some areas a problem. Sure. It doesn't deny it. No. But at the same time, it still it like wants to be able to defend the South. And in particular, like it, it, it's funny that he uses the word Dixie because that's been canceled by a lot of people yeah. and saying that that has racial undertones, which I don't necessarily agree with. But he, he was saying he's basically kind of defending – you know, the country's southern lifestyle, that there is a lot of beauty in the South, but at the same time, there are warts that are that are, are there. It, yeah. it does have kind of a dark history sure. that you can't deny, and he, but he's not denying it. He acknowledged yeah. it immediately, but he's still defending, you know, the people of the South that he grew up with, his family, his way of life, and saying that regardless yeah. of what anyone may want to tell you, this isn't indicative of how everybody here is. And, he, and I think he's even arguing what we kind of say. The vast majority of people aren't like that. No, right, I and guess. I think uh, one more point, I think it's very true of what similar to what Charles Barkley said on TNT um, a few weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Charles Barkley said, and I think this is 100% true. So he said that in general, he thinks that most everybody are really good people. And he was sp- specifically talking in like in the framing of like, um, like white and black, but he, he just means in general, everybody is generally really good people and they treat each other with respect. Not to say that everybody is like that, but generally everybody's good. But he said, but the media, he goes, and then he said the Republicans and the Democrats want to divide people. They want to make everybody, they want to kind of cause this unrest between people and cause division and cause like racial tensions to rise because they want the problem to be there, but they don't want the solution to be there. They need the problem, they don't want the solution. And Mm -hmm. I think that this song is kind of like indicative of a lot of what Charles, it's echoing what Charles Barkley said, which I think is more true because in our day-to-day lives, if you talk to most people out there that don't spend their time reading Twitter all the time and, and being told one thing or the other that are diametrically opposed, in day-to-day life, most people are not like that. Most people are good to each other. Most people, they may not be perfect, but most people are good to each other and, and they, they, they treat people with respect. Sure. And I think that's the underlying message about there is a, there has been and there still is some problems that can be fixed and it can be improved. But at the same time, the overall amount of people in the South, or as he, he's saying, Dixie, yeah. he's like, they treat people with respect. He's like, and, it, and it's about more than what you're being told by the, the, by the news. And mm-hmm. I think that's where he says, that's my Dixie. All right. What I would say, too, is basically kind of what you're saying is, like, the, the media is painted out to be someone that, like, what Dixie is is this stereotypical bad thing. And someone says, oh, I'm proud to be Southern. That person is a stereotypical this. And Riley Green is saying, he's saying, he's proud to be Southern. But he's like, that's not what I'm talking about. You exactly. Know, that's not my Dixie. Exactly. I'm proud to be Southern. But and what the, if you just said that alone what the stereotype is painted out to be is like, that ain't me. That's the, not what I'm talking about. The media framing on a lot of things by a lot yeah. of people who've barely spent any time. Like, even if they grew up here, a lot of people writing these articles with blue check marks, they, as soon as they turned 18 and went to college, they moved out to one of the, the little echo chambers in L.A. or New York. And I think that's why he specifically yeah. used the word Dixie. They haven't, it's, like, they, they don't like, actually have the finger on the pulse of how things actually are on the like, ground. It's like they've painted out Dixie to be this stereotype, and he's saying, that's not what we're talking yeah. about. Like and then, you're not getting what we're talking about. This is what we're talking yeah. about and you're painting it out to be something else. Something, that's not something way worse. Yeah. Yeah, he, he was saying like that aspect of the bad things. He's like, that's not my Dixie. But then he gets to talking about the good aspects and how people <laughs> treat each other with respect. He's like, that's my Dixie. Oh. And I, I think that I like the way he did that. I appreciate this song. 
I generally agree with this song, and I think that it it's it says something coming from an artist on a mainstream record that actually <clears throat> put out something that actually has a little bit of teeth to it. Yeah, it actually says something. It's not just about beer trucks and girls, even yeah. though we all love those things. Which is uh, there's, there's <laughs> quite a bit of that <clears throat> in this EP as well. It is, it is. It is. It is. Yeah. But this it's a good mix too. I'll give that. To I had a I had well. a, a friend text me this um, when this record came out, and I think he's 100 percent right. He said that. He thinks that track seven, That's My Dixie, is like the heart and soul of this project. It's the one that has the most to say and is the one that I think is it could be kind of a resonating message for a lot of people mm-hmm. if they were to listen to it. Well, I, I, you know, other than, you know, the first verse that he talks about, you know, the color of skin and whatnot, uh, that you see a lot of times the people this is not something that I necessarily agree with as a southerner you know you see the heritage not hate thing yeah, with yeah. the confederate flag I, I don't really get the confederate flag thing but that's you know whatever to each their own I think one of the verses in here is probably one of the most well articulated defenses of that where he says he wants to honor the ones that came before him yeah which and see I'm not so sure he's directly pointing no, no, it I'm not towards so, just that's people. the way I that's yeah the way I interpreted that is because the song is about Dixie. Yeah, but see, everyone. And I'm, I'm not this saying is, this is my pushback on that. See, I I'm, I, I get your point. I right. can see where people. I'm not going back to the Civil War. Way. I'm just talking about just people. A long, him. yeah, a long line yeah. of this is the way we live yeah. here, and we're we're proud of it. Because, like, for instance, Riley is very close. To, I think his, both his granddad's names were uh, one was Buford and one was Lyndon. I believe mm-hmm. he talks about him a lot in interviews, and I think that that was his kind of like nod to the people that taught him. Yeah, we're like how eight, to be who he is. Yeah, we're like eight generations. I'm not saying like, yeah. to the simple. I'm talking about you know grandparents. Yeah, this is you know they. And he obviously loves his grandparents, right? As as we all do. Yeah, uh, and like I said, they, they they grew up slow. You know. I kind of hinted at the Alan Jackson small town Southern man, yeah. that way of growing up, and I, th- it's just something to be proud of. I mean, it's where you come from. If you, you know, there's people that grew up in the Northeast from Long Island that are extremely proud to be from Long Island. Yeah, I don't think there's anything wrong with being just as proud that you grew up in Georgia somewhere. Yeah, and you know that, that I think that is just a a well articulated point. He just wants I to make the people that he's came after proud and continue on certain yeah. traditions. I, agree I don't know if Riley Green would agree with uh, people that grew up in Georgia. He has a, he's from he has Alabama. An epitome for I was just picking, he doesn't like yeah. Georgiatown. Georgiatown. Yeah, yeah I was like, just picking like the state of Georgia. Yeah, yeah. No, as a bad I, I agree with what you're saying, though, because I, I do think that I, I challenge anybody that's listening to this that may be um, kind of be off-putting by w- anything that we may have said about this or anything we've said about, especially with the term Dixie, just listen to it. Give it two listens. Mm-hmm. Like if you really feel frisky, give it three. Like really give it a shot and, mm-hmm. and check it out because I think that what he's saying is important, and I think that it's if people are going to have statements about social um, things that are like social issues that are going on, I think it's important to be able to not close yourself off. And I say this to people who may not want to listen to a better South. Give it a, give it two or three listens, give it a shot because it's something. It's important to get out of your preconceived notions and your echo chambers to be able to listen to people with different perspectives about, you know, a similar region. And I think that... Even though I think that song was written in an echo chamber. But (laughs) (laughs) that's just my opinion of that song. To a point, like, to what you're saying, too, is it to move on a little bit from this song, but, like, uh, like, and that's what I've been told. That's kind of what, like, to that... I mean, that's That's more so what Dixie is. I mean, that's more so Southern values. I mean, that's what it's like growing up in the South. Yeah. You're talking about that's what I've been told? Yeah, that song... I never stand out tracking that thing. That's that's why I was... But that's also kind of what you're saying, though, is that when he's talking about Dixie, 
the lyrics of that song is a lot more of what he's talking about. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, it's like where uh, you know, if if uh, like, the people haven't shook hands, it ain't so you know handshake yeah. deals. Uh, you know, about if if you're just saying prayers, you're not praying. That's yeah. that's a southern thing. Then you know, not selling beer on Sunday. Talking about, talking about yeah, uh, you, as recently as like a decade ago, South Carolina didn't sell beer on Sunday. So I remember Myrtle Beach, you couldn't get it in. I don't believe North Carolina you still can't buy it before twelve. Uh, unless uh, it, the brunch bill passed, so I think oh, okay, now, the brunch bill did pass. Okay, yeah, but now but, so can, gas stations are different still. Eight, correct? I think gas stations you can't buy two to eight, right? And, and ABC yeah. stores are still closed on Sunday in, in the South. <laughs> <laughs> Not that Andy's tried to buy beer after two or a.m. I've tried to buy beer before two a.m. many a times. I remember me and you went to a Sheets one time, and yeah, we did after I, the bar downtown. I've tried to buy beer so far after two. I know they start selling it again at eight. <laughs> <laughs> No, so, like, I'm glad you brought up, um, that's what I've been told, because it kind of moves into something that's not quite as heavy of mm-hmm. a topic as That's My Dixie, but, like, that's what I've been told. Like, the criticism, I only criticism I really have for this song is a little bit listy. Yeah. But it, I think this is a scenario where a list song kind of works. I thought he pulled it off. A li- yeah, I thought he no, pulled the list song off. But, but see, like, if you look at this in a vacuum and you don't look at his discography as a whole, because, some, like I said, sometimes he relies on list songs too much, <laughs> but if you look at this in a vacuum... I think it works in this scenario because, like you were saying, it talks about a lot of things that we all like have both lived through. We've heard our parents talk about, like the one, the one of the lines in particular that I really, really like in that song is because it makes me remind me of my own mother. It says, uh, "Don't ever love a woman that your mama don't." At least that's what I've been told. Yeah, that's a hundred percent that my mom has probably said. It's just trouble. Many times. It's just yeah, trouble because you don't want your wife and your mom button heads. No, you're in a rock between a rock and a hard place. Yeah. I mean, this song really does. I mean, I thought this song did a real good job at painting what the South is like. Yeah. I mean, that, you know, I mean, it says don't jump off the ridge, river bridge at night. I mean, yeah. everybody knows, like, the stuff that, I don't know, like, you you know, people used to go jump off the dam. You this is how off? you do this. And you one, know, it's like. One you thing ever that, jumped off a tail races? No, I've never done it. Oh, you but never have like, that, oh, okay. that, But everybody knows, you know, this is where you do it at. You know, that, yeah. that's what, I don't know if they, I'm sure they do that in other places. But <clears> to me, that, that, this song reminds me of what it's like growing up in the South. Yeah, and one thing that, Andy, I think that um, both of you probably can relate to on this, it, it, it's kind of a nod to a previous time with um, Southern men. Like when it, the, in the chorus when he's saying that uh, when Daddy don't say nothing, you better listen because he won't be around for long. There's two aspects of this, right? There's one, the aspect of appreciate your parents while you have them because it's same with grandparents. They aren't going to be around forever, and sometimes we forget that. And the other and aspect is, when, the they other don't aspect say no, is when they don't say something, you done <laughs> fucked up. Yeah. Because, like, especially old school Southern dudes, yeah. they were not always the most uh, emotive and talkative. No. So, like, sometimes if, when if you, you make you them mad, up, <laughs> yeah, they ain't got nothing they, to say they to give you. you silent treatment. Yeah. Oh, you you done yeah. fucked up, eh, Ron? Yeah. <laughs> and it's and it's always worse. I would relate it to my mother because the older you get, you know, they 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 it changes from. When you're a little kid, you can tell you messed up. You know they're mad at you. Yeah, tell you you've done something wrong. When they when you get older and you, and you know when you pass that point of, you know you're clearly, you know more physically opposition to yeah, them, and yeah. they're, not, they're not they're not gonna whoop you anymore. They give you that silent treatment, or they give you the, I'm disappointed. Oh yeah, and they just you know when you're mature enough to actually realize the disappointment is worse yes. than being, yeah, than being goodness, mad at yeah. you. Yeah. Oof, that's that's what I took. Oof, yeah. Like you said, when they don't say nothing, no. you know, it, really made somebody mad. Real quick. I know Kyle's favorite line in the song. What is it? <laughs> you know what I'm talking about in the first verse. It says, 
<laughs> Her girls don't like a kiss that tastes like skull. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> At least that's what I've been told. That's yeah, what I've been told. <laughs> but like what y'all are saying there with like when, uh, with the uh, one day you better listen. It's like, it's like those lines. It means more than there's more to it than just what is said in the song. If, if yeah. you know, you know type, type deal. Yeah, it's yeah, it's perfect. Like that's a social media uh, throwback there. If you know, you know. Yeah, but you to know bring up like another like a lot like if both men ain't shook hands and it ain't been sold, it's more saying yeah, it's, very it's also school. in the thing too. Is like that that your handshake's good as gold. You know, yeah. your words should mean something. It's more than just the one line in the song. If it, you don't it, have your word, you don't have anything. Yes, yeah, so it brings up. He said a lot in one line of a song. Yeah, it's it's he more did. than just it, and that's kind of it, it packs a big, it packs a bigger punch than what the one line on paper and the one line when you first hear it actually yeah. says. It, it's one of those things that if you've had those lived experiences of. Growing up in Dixie, it's, and you, you had like a Southern family like that. You you definitely have gone through a lot of these. Like, and one one thing in the um, towards the end of the song, in, in like the bridge, that I think is a great line that's very true, and it, it's not just a Southern thing. It's anywhere. It says, "You better tell that girl she's everything you want, because you're gonna wish you had if you don't." Mm-hmm. Like, it's very true because I know that gonna wish all you of did us, if you don't, yeah, you're one word off. Yeah, <laughs> I know that. Uh, Almost everybody's been there where they wish they could have, they probably should have told somebody how they felt, but they didn't. And then you're always going to regret not doing it. Even if they basically laugh in your face and be like, all right, you're ugly as hell. Mm-hmm. I'm not going out with you. <laughs> like, well, it's like the, it's like uh, in the Chris Cagle Walmart parking lot. Yeah, he shoots yeah. a shot. I mean, shoot and, shot, bro. And, and he shot shoot. it, and she shot him down. Yeah. But, uh, Was it, and uh, it hurt like hell, our but. boy Jordan says, you already had a no. <laughs> <laughs> What's the worst you can say? No. Yeah. You already had a no. The other, I guess it might be a criticism of this song, though, is that obviously for us that we grew up in the South, this song paints, it's a very good like word picture, I guess, cause, but we already know what the picture looks like because we grew up here. Do you think this song, would somebody that's not from the South and has never lived here, doesn't? would they still get the song? I, I think, I'm not sure. I think so in some ways, just because some of these things are not distinctly and unequivocally Southern. Right? Some, yeah. they're, they're, some of these things are just if you're close to your family, some of these things would be said. Now, some of the colloquial was, I can never say that word, but some of the, the Southern sayings that you may have from your mother or, um, like, or may not happen as much other places, but I, I've always been quick to point out that it's not so much regional always as it is rural versus urban. Mm, yeah, like rural parts of the Midwest are similar, not exactly the same. The but beer on Sunday is definitely different. Yeah, they're drinking. Yeah, but some of that stuff, like it, it's, it's kind of a. If you grew up in a rural area, you kind of have an understanding of some of the stuff. Yeah, and I'm sure the you know yeah. you ain't shook hands, it ain't sold. Yeah, I'm sure that's yeah, that's just some, old school. That's just universal that, old yeah, school. Yeah, even a Bronco can't. I mean, that's at least that's what I've been told. Yeah, I mean, I. Yeah, I think that's a standout track, too. Now, before we get into some other ones we liked, I want to say that I really only think there's one song on the record that I kind of say is not very good. But it's a song that if it plays at a tailgate, I'm not going to be upset. Like, if they play at NC State tailgate this year, I'll kind of be nodding along and play beer ball. But Behind the Bar yeah. wasn't really my thing. It was the least country song on the record. But it seems like a bro country throwaway from about 2014. You I know? didn't. It has a... It yeah, I mean it has a party vibe course. Yeah, well, I mean uh-huh. that was what Bro Country was yeah. from like 2013 to 2015. Yeah, I mean yeah. I, I would agree with that. That that song was one of the songs. It was, it was a little. No. Bit, it didn't really stand out to me that much. No, I I think that's probably if there is a song that I would say is like bad, I would say that's the one. I don't think it's terrible because I've heard way worse from uh, artists in the mainstream. But the other one that I think is a little bit forgettable, even though I like the idea and I, I find it catchy, is put them on mine. 
I think it's catchy, but it's forgettable. The lyrical wise, I, or I guess this will paint the back. I really, for the most part, the the lyrically, I don't know the song that well. But yeah. The chorus, like with the way he sings it, it's very catchy. I, I, it's very pleasing. It's very pleasing to the ear. No, yeah, Andy, I definitely agree. I, I do think that while I think that song's pretty forgettable, and it's a little generic in some ways, but it's the chorus is very catchy. It stood out to me. Yeah, the, I love the, I love the hook. I love the, the hook. Almost the put them on mine and whatever yeah. he said. I don't even know what he says next. Yeah. But, like, that is in my head when I think of this. I think it's a catchy song. Uh, I just I don't think it just stands out relative to some of the other efforts on the project. I don't like the, the lyrics. Is just it, I, I just don't really like songs like that. Yeah. Now, one that briefly I'll... I'll mention that I, I really liked and I first heard this song when he was doing his Golden Saul series I think it was what it's called during quarantine um, he was doing it down at his hometown in Alabama he brought some of the um, co-writers and some where of where is he from in Alabama I don't know exactly I know he's rolled hot man I'm assuming yeah. but uh, but it one of the songs that he did was um, This Was Us and he did this he wrote this song I believe with and she also sings on it Jesse Alexander who I absolutely love her voice she can she she has some pipes I love her voice but I heard them perform this song live together on the Golden Soul series and I really like this because I think just from the very beginning I think the imagery is good like the very opening to the song uh, song, he's like there's a dive bar in Daytona with a couple of names on the wall right between Go Gators and an old phone number for a good time call like that just is that's good country imagery like that's kind of indicative of SEC country that's that's dive bar imagery yeah of like SEC country where he's like he's talking about but I I don't mean country as in like country I mean mean like country music like that's what country music is I mean like like, stuff wrote on the walls it's painting the image of a dive bar yeah that's a good word picture of a dive bar but no, like, this song I like because, one, uh, like I said, I love Jesse Alexander's vocals on this track, but I also really liked it. It's just, it, I mean, it, it's not reinventing the wheel, right? But it's a song about two kids who are looking back fondly on, you know, their their uh, young love, so to speak. But I think it's a very enjoyable song, and I think the imagery he has on this song is really good um, from a songwriting perspective. But that was one I really liked a lot. Um, Kyle, I know that you said you... Mentioned it earlier, we kind of glossed over it, but I let a damn good woman leave. I'm yep. very much with you on that. I really like that song. Yeah, I, 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 this was a song I had to listen to, I would say two or three times. Um, I mean, it, it really is a, a song about all the, pardon, pardon my French, but just all the fuck ups he's had. <laughs> and, but, you know, all those fuck ups that he's had, the worst one he ever did was let a damn good woman leave. No. Yeah. I mean, it's a listy song because it's just a list of all the, yeah. crap he's done but but the, the thing about this instance where he is listing like bad decisions but it works in the form of a story he's like right, yes. I've done this and this, I'm, it's, this not, and it's this. not just like I got my boots I got my truck I got my dip I right. got my beer he's like you know he's like look I stole a pack of gum from Ever's Grocery and then I, he's like and broke my mama's heart dropping out of school like those are it's just like little things that certain as a as a child and then he lied to his dad and he still doesn't know the truth yeah he lied to his dad about wrecking his truck and he still doesn't know the truth took him to the grave it's like little things that he's done from from a young age all the way up to like where he got to be driving and like dropping out of college and everything and and the effect that it had on his family but even all those things that he really regrets nothing is as bad as when he let a damn go home and leave because yeah that was the worst and I do like the line because uh, there's one line that Reminds me of something my granddad would say. He was always the one saying, you know, if you're going to be stupid, son, you got to be tough. It reminds me. He never said it, but it reminds me of, uh, you know, where he says, um, 
I guess you never learn if you never live. Yeah, I was that's like, true. That's clever. That's true. Yeah, that's clever. Um, so and see, I, I really enjoyed that line, and and it fits because you can't grow as a person if you don't screw up. Very true. I, I think that's true, and I, 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 it harkens back to um, it's similar but not exactly the same as to like Jason Isbell's song "If We Were Vampires." He says in that song, "Sometimes maybe death is a gift," because mm. basically that song's about if we didn't have a finite amount of time. <laughs> If we didn't have a finite... I don't know if this is a good comparison. To no, compare that song to this. If you let me finish the analogy, it'll make more sense. Damn rude, Andy. Asshole. But <laughs> You're going to have to do, pull some uh, rabbit out your ass to make this one work out. Well, well let's wait and see. Let's see. Call let's me see. Houdini, bitch. Ooh. But, <laughs> uh, he said in that song, he's like, maybe death is a gift. Because that song is basically about that the only reason we appreciate the relationships we have is because there's a finite amount of time and we mm-hmm. know it doesn't last forever. If it lasted forever, we wouldn't actually appreciate it. It's the same thing here. The only reason yeah. that he knows that the good things in life are worth holding on to is because he screwed up so many times. Yeah. If you don't have some lows, you don't have highs. Chase used to say, yeah. you're not going to have any highs. That's true. So in it this instance, true. he knows that because he's had some good moments and he's had some bad moments, but he knows the very worst moment he's ever had was was that damn good woman leave? He let that damn good woman leave because he he had it here, man. He was a he was a he didn't appreciate it at the time, but he knows now because he has the love. He knows that he let her walk, and he should not have let her walk. No one, no rabbit. Andy, I, you sometimes say nonsense. I think you did a decent job. That was things pretty relatively good. articulate. But I wouldn't say articulate, but it was it was a relatively accurate analogy. Hmm. The the analogy might have worked, but <laughs> what Jason, what Jay Isbell was saying in that song is that that's that's bottom shelf, top shelf. Again, you're making it seem like I'm comparing Riley Green's songwriting prowess to Jason Isbell, which was never the case. Hmm. Whatever you say, and I would argue in the song. And he's like, "What the hell? You're trying to tell me that you think he's just as good as Jason Isbell? Like, no, nah, that's not what I said." I don't know what you're talking about, but that ain't my Dixie. Mm. <laughs> I don't even know what that's supposed to I, be. I in don't there. either. <laughs> <laughs> that made no sense. For me, the this song kind of glossed over it lyrically, but I can't say like the title of the track. The way he sings the title of the track to me, that's Riley Green best way, the best uh, vocal way that he sings. That didn't come out very good either. But you're that, saying vocally, he sounds good. In this yeah, song. and the way in like the way he sings that title to me, that's. Riley Green at his best, I guess. Yeah, so I, yeah. I, I love the no, way he, when like, he sings like that, that. That's something that people do criticize Riley with sometimes. And Riley himself, like, is the first to admit he's he doesn't have the biggest range as a vocalist. No, he's right? good at what he does. But when though. he when he sticks to his sweet spot, he has a very pleasing country <laughs> voice to listen to. He's good at what and, he does. And like I said, I've me and D Bear have talked about this off air. One of the arguments that me and Andy I think have agreed on more than D Bear has is. If you don't have the most lyrical t- vocal talent, but you sing to what it, you sing to your strengths, you can be a much better artist than no, if you're out here. Yeah. yeah, I definitely. 100%. If you're out here, instead of being like Eric Church on his rock album, yeah. where he's trying to just be Freddie Mercury 2.0, he, he's sitting and, there, he's like, uh, oh yeah, Chattanooga Lucy. Yeah, it's not good. It's not. It's not good. We don't care how like technically good it is. We care about how good pleasing it is to the ear. Yes, no. You just. It's about. It's about knowing your limitations. Yeah. If you stay in your lane and you sing to what makes you sound good, exactly. George Jones did a great made a career of it. Yeah, my thing. People have said that. (laughs) Not having much range, but that's just a trash man. Like people have said that about Riley Green. 
Like I, I never. I've no, never I'm heard saying that, that. sometimes like, about what, sometimes he gets a little criticism for not maybe being the most dynamic vocalist. But uh, Riley Green doesn't try to be a dynamic vocalist. His like, vocals are, are great. Uh, they're not. But great. he stays in I a think range. He's great. He, stay, he stays no, in a range. You, you literally have a low bar if you say. Is he's what a I mean. Is in pleasing he's to a, the ear is what he, I what he's I'm referring a, to. He's a good vocalist when he sticks to his sweet spot. At no point is he a great vocalist. A great vocalist is Ronnie Donner, Chris. Yeah, well, I, I don't know about all of that. But I'm yes, saying it's in pleasing Mercury. to the ear. Great. Yeah. It, yeah. Whitney Houston. His Whitney, voice yeah, is extremely pleasing to the ear. No, I agree with that. I agree with that. Yeah. That, that's why I, I don't. That's where I guess for me is I don't understand all the technicalities of it. I'm an idiot when it comes to vocals. Yeah. Well, I barely understand English. I can barely speak English. So here <laughs> <Yeah>. we are. <laughs> well, I mean, the, my, the last thing that my real thoughts on the song is the moral of the story is is all his screw ups, but he does say a few times, "I've blown my last chance more times than a few," and I think that is a defining characteristic of the woman he's singing about because, I mean, let's face it, us men, we're incredibly flawed. We make screw-ups. And if you don't have... Women do, too. Yeah, of course they do. But if you don't have a good woman that's willing to forgive you every now and then, is she really a damn good woman? Might be a hot take, but... That's okay, yeah. Wait a minute, repeat I, that question. I okay, want to make so sure I, I don't want to put myself on the hot seat. <laughs> I said no, no, no. no I'm saying, might, so yeah. throughout the song, he's listing all the terrible things he's done. Sure. Right? Or bad things, whatever. But he says, I've blown my last chance more than a few times. Sure. So, obviously, the girl that he's singing about has forgiven him Yeah. over these things. I said, and is she really a damn good woman if she won't forgive you a time or two? Because none of these things are, yeah, like, yeah, catastrophically yeah. Sure, bad sure. things. He, like, he's not saying... Well, other than the fact where he slept with a uh, Hooters waitress, yeah. Other than that, <laughs> where he slept, that, where he, where he just says, "Be clear, Riley Green didn't no, do that." No, but I'm, we're saying I'm trying to think. Yeah, I, I've spent a couple nights with a girl that wasn't mine. I mean, yeah. that's kind of bad, but you know. Yeah, but uh, a lot of these things that he. Uh, I'm the not, context of this is I would imagine a lot of these things he did when he wasn't with her. Right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I, I, I imagine this relationship is an on-off, on-off thing. Could or, be. Maybe that's how he lost her. Because he spent a couple nights with a girl that wasn't yeah. his. Now, if she forgave him for that, that, that was, other than the rest of these things, that, that, that one's a little bit actually. out of the range. But most, my question, D-Bear, back to it. Is she really a damn good woman if she doesn't forgive the guy a few times? No, I mean, everybody's going to need a little bit right. of grace here and there. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. But, yeah. I'm guarantee you she needed a little grace. Oh, right. yeah. And yeah. The other way, they, Andy said, women mess up too. Of course they do. If she yeah. wasn't a damn good woman, yeah. and that's part of a, That's part of a good relationship. You got to forgive people's faults. Some of them are just inerrant and they'll never, and they'll never yeah. change them. I know I got shit that makes drives Bailey up a wall, and <laughs> I'm never going to change them. And she does things that drive me up a wall. Yeah, like she's when, never going like to change them. She trashed our podcast. Yeah, exactly. And then she ate her words. Exactly. Yeah, so. So, Bailey, I know you're not listening, but yeah, exactly. Yeah, eat your words. Anyways, I wasn't gonna say bitch at the end because yeah, it's kind I know. Of weird, it wouldn't. I felt I didn't really. I didn't, I didn't really. I didn't really have the punch at the end. I would. You yeah. Know. So I mean, that's kind of where we I could come have from. made that a lot more emotive, but we just felt like it would have been really. We, bad. we were being respectful. That's true. Because you're a damn good woman. There you go. I think that's a good way to end this episode. Yes, I've got, I got two closing. Oh, oh here we go. Oh closing thoughts. Final closing thoughts, thoughts Andy. Andy. Go for it. I had two closing. Make thoughts. Make them coherent. One, I just noticed this. This the total length Messing of this EP is only twenty three minutes. Really, most albums is twenty three minutes. Are most albums close to an hour. Yes, fifty yeah. minutes. Fifty yeah. minutes is a typical. I just noticed that. That is extremely short. Even that is, for seven, you're right. Even you're for right. seven songs, that's still short. 
And then uh, my last thought, thought was for this was that I generally I listen to this whole album multiple times, like while working as well. Mm-hmm. And one of the things too is that I totally lyrically understood the fact of that's what I've been told, and uh, that's my Dixie. I would say that probably says something about those two songs for the fact that I was also preoccupied, and, you're still and those two it. songs yeah. stood out to me lyrically, not just sonically. Yeah, I would say that, well I can say something well about Riley Green. Well said. Yeah, I, I think that's a good point because it was something that it. it it had something to say, but it was also easily digested. Yes. Yeah. I agree with that. But, all right, well, happy July 4th, everybody. Oh, yeah. Praise hell, praise Dale. Greatest country on earth, the United States of America. America. Fuck what was yeah. it Creed Bratton said that time, Andy? He was like, uh, yeah, I got it now. As Creed Bratton would say, I've already won the lottery. I was born in the U.S. of A, baby. Amen to that. Hell yeah, brother. All right, so for this July 4th episode of Country and Cold Cans... I'm Logan, sitting here with Andy and Kyle. America's awesome. One, two, three, four!